course, it's worth noting that we have over $15 billion U.S. of gross metals in the ground. So we're trading well below 1% of the gross metal value. Joining us for a conversation is Michael Raleigh, the CEO of Group 10 Metals, a member of the Metallic Group of Companies. Mr. Raleigh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Maurice. Glad to be back. <laughs> it's a great time to be speaking with you as Group 10 Metals is coming off a banner year, and in particular on the flagship Stillwater West project located in Montana, which is loaded with battery and platinum group metals. Before we begin, Mr. Raleigh, please introduce us to Group 10 Metals and the opportunity the company presents to shareholders. Oh, I'd be glad to. Thank you, Maurice. We were active through the bear market years, acquiring quality assets, district-scale positions, and that flagship one, as you mentioned, Stillwater West, is a rare opportunity, in particular Stillwater West, um, for a junior, as we, we hold 100% interest in, in um, one of the most productive districts in the world, and certainly in the U.S., um, and I'd be happy to get into detail here as to what we've done to advance that. This was a an excellent year for us. We took a number of major steps towards our vision of becoming a primary U.S.-based source of battery and platinum group metals. Um, and we did some deals on, uh, on one of our non-core assets as well. So look forward to, to, to fleshing that out. Well, actually, let's go on site, sir, to the Stillwater West and talk about some of those advancements that you made last year. Yeah, it was a monumental year, pivotal year in terms of our progress towards that vision. Uh, we expanded the land position, we expanded the board, we added Gordon Toll to the board, uh, and uh, he brings quite a resume, ex-deputy chair of Ivanhoe, uh, and also ex-chairman of Fortescue, um, truly a world-class mine builder. We ran our biggest programs yet at Stillwater, and those those results are not yet in the resources that we debuted in October. Uh, so there's significant expansion potential um, on those resources. And that, of course, is the biggest event for any um, junior company. An inaugural resource estimate is always a big deal. Um, we released in October 2.4 million ounces precious metals, 1.1 billion pounds battery metals um, in a producing U.S. district um, and these are, of course, critical metals at a time when the U.S. is looking to secure supplies of them. We also completed our first earning deal on a secondary asset, uh, and that gives us very good exposure to the gold space in an attractive gold district in Ontario. Uh, and at the very end of the year, we announced our uh, first two of 14 holes drilled in 2021. So we've got a lot of drill results left to go as well. All in all, a pivotal year. And we ended it with um, more than $3 million in the bank and $16 million of in-the-money warrants and options. So we're fully permitted and funded to, to expand on what we've built. Mr. Raleigh, I have to ask you to just share those numbers with us one more time because we're looking at a, an environment where we're going green. And Group 10 Metals has, has a portfolio loaded with metals here. And in a very short time period, your team has been able to basically delineate your projects and just share those numbers with us one more time because it's, it's the biggest feather in your cap. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you're sitting here so modest because I'm jumping here for joy as a shareholder. <laughs> <laughs> it was a robust debut, absolutely. And we see excellent potential to expand it. Uh, so the numbers again, 1.1 billion ounces, uh, sorry, 1.1 billion pounds of battery metals, nickel, copper, and cobalt, and 2.4 million ounces of PGEs and gold, platinum group elements and gold. 
in Montana beside three producing mines and in a district with a smelter. Um, within those numbers, 700 million pounds of nickel. Um, as nickel sulfide, uh, the most desirable form for, for conversion to nickel sulfate for batteries. Uh, and that's very significant. You'll see some materials uh, coming from us here um, as we get into um, the, the status and the total of nickel reserves within the U.S. Um, I don't have those numbers yet that I can quote, but this is a significant increase on um, the U.S.'s su domestic supply of these elements that have been listed as critical by the U.S. Um, five of them in total um, being the three PGEs, um, platinum, palladium, and rhodium, and plus also, copper, uh, plus also nickel and cobalt have been listed as critical by the U.S., and we offer all five in this very compelling mix at a U.S. district. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what a great value proposition. Now, we also referenced that Group 10 Metals is a member of the Metallic Group of Companies. For someone new, tell us about the Metallic Group of Companies, sir. Sure, yeah. We, it was born in the depths of the bear market. Um, good people coming together with a desire to build district-scale projects and really add value um, pursue the kind of things that would be of interest to a major mining company, basically. We're following the Nova Gold playbook. For those that aren't familiar with Nova Gold, that's from a past market cycle. But Greg Johnson, our chair, and a big part of Group 10 as well, and chair of the group, of course, was, was part of building Nova Gold from, from $0.10 cents a share to $2 billion in market cap. And they did that on these district-scale projects in Alaska and in B.C., that's exactly the playbook that we're following here in the group. Uh, district scale acquisition in the bear market when you can get good assets inexpensively and then apply new thinking, systematic approach, good people and build it out into an improving market and ultimately add a lot of value for shareholders. And we're doing that in all three companies. Uh, Metallic Minerals is silver focused, also uh, copper silver in Colorado and the Keno District in the Yukon. Uh, Granite Creek Copper is copper gold in a producing high-grade district in the Yukon. And then Group 10 Metals, of course, three district-scale projects um, and the focus on Stillwaters we've talked about. So that same playbook uh, is present across all three companies. And we love what we do and we're, uh, we're genuinely enjoying the markets that we're coming into now as we see increasing interests in, in commodity and uh, exploration stocks. And speaking of that interest, if we can go back now to the Stillwater West, and in particular, let's look at some commodity prices. This strengthens the value proposition for Group 10. Talk to us about the, your metal suites and, and the critical minerals one more time. Absolutely. It's setting a very uh, strong base, and we're seeing uh, a great heating up of interest, M&A, in, in the nickel space uh, for that reason. Uh, nickel, yes, 10-year high, and that is uh, 42% of our value in terms of our resources is that nickel. Um, this is nickel sulfide in the U.S. and it's been identified as critical to, uh, with a view to securing domestic supply by the U.S. government. Uh, cobalt also on that list and that's 12% of our value at, uh, at Stillwater. Cobalt, of course, the bulk of the world's reserves and resources are in the Congo. There, it's questionable how some of this is mined in terms of uh, humanitarian and environmental interests. Uh, much better to mine at first world and um, at higher standards, um, and that's what we're proposing. Similar with nickel, uh, two-thirds of the world's nickel comes from uh, New Caledonia, Indonesia, in these laterite deposits. These are environmentally uh, not friendly to mine. They're typically strip-mined rainforests. They often put the tailings in the ocean, which is also not uh, beneficial. 
And then they take enormous amounts of energy in these high-pressure acid leach systems to process to the kind of purity they need for battery use um, and to the nickel sulfate that they need for battery uses. So the order of magnitude greater carbon footprint associated with generating nickel uh, for battery use from those sources. Uh, Much better to mine nickel sulfide in the first place and in a first-world country such as Stillwater. Um, our neighbor, Sabanier, has expressed interest in further acquisitions in the battery metal space, and they're mining right next door to us. So we've, we've got some, um, some really good ideas on how this might move forward. And speaking of moving forward, what is Group 10 Metals looking to do to keep pace in 2022? Talk to us about what's on tap for us in the next three to six months. Sure. Uh, well, the first step is to get the results out from, from the past year. Um, and um, the IP results that you've just seen in a news release um, did a marvelous job of expanding the 2020 survey, which was pivotal for us. It really shone a light on what we need to do and where we can hit grade in this system. It's done, it's done a lot for our targeting process and our ability to expand. You've seen that now, and that uh, effectively expanded that core area from nine kilometers um, and brought some of the highest level chargeability anomalies that we've seen to date. None of those drill tested. Good uh, conformational data in rocks and in soils. So we look forward to drilling those at the west in a uh, in a follow-up drill program. Uh, also on the subject of results, uh, drill results. We've only reported two of 14 holes to date, so we've got 12 to go. Uh, and I think we'll see those quickly here in the coming weeks. Uh, some of those quickly in the in the uh, coming weeks. The assay labs are backed up, um, but we are putting out tranches as we get them. And uh, that ties to the third objective for the year ahead, which is expanded resources. Um, none of those 14 holes were included in the 2021 resource estimates. Uh, and we feel we're seeing good potential to expand those based on what we're getting in the results. The models to date use 83 drill holes. And, of course, we've got the 14 drilled in 2021 that we will use to expand on that. We have a further 133 holes across the 32-kilometer expanse of the project to guide us in terms of both exploration, but also um, in modeling expanded resources. We can bring some of those 133 holes into the models uh, as we grow out from the existing block models. And that's a priority for the year ahead. Fourth objective for the year is um, deals on uh, additional deals on our non-core assets. Uh, we did the heritage mining deal, as mentioned, for the uh, high-grade gold project in Ontario. I think we announced that in November 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a high-quality district-scale Yukon project, also PGE, nickel copper. And we're, uh, we're looking for deals on that as well. And we maintain a back and right on a past producing mine in BC as well. So I think shareholders may see additional value from these channels as well. Now, switching gears here, leaving the project site, uh, you've had two major mining events that were expected in Q1. They've been postponed to Q2 this year, those being the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference and PDAC. How have the promotional and marketing efforts been over the last period? And what's your outlook on the situation for this coming year as you look to tell the story more and more? Yeah, it's interesting those shows were postponed and not cancelled, um, which is encouraging. And I think it reflects uh, we are sort of looking to 
to return to in-person events. The Cambridge show, the, the, the Vancouver show is now in mid-May and PDAC is now mid-June. We'll be at both of those. We're at the Roundup show here uh, next week in Vancouver uh, in January, early February. And uh, we will be on the road, especially in the U.S. There's a one-to-one mining show in Vegas, March 30th, March 31st. We'll be at that one. There's the Geological Survey of Nevada, May 2nd to 5th, I believe, in Reno. And Group 10 will be presenting at that one. And we have some other uh, road trips and road shows in mind as well. And I would love to see you in New Orleans, Maurice. Uh, (laughs) Likewise. I believe that's the October time frame. So we certainly will be active we are, of course, also very familiar with these web meetings and web formats, and we're doing uh, more of those than ever. I expect to be in the Core Shack in Montana in early February, and we'll do some meetings from there as well on a virtual basis. Switching gears, let's look at some numbers. Mr. Raleigh, please share the capital structure for Group 10 Metals. You bet. We are currently 167 million shares out, a uh, little over 60 million Canadian Market cap, we just recently had an updated analyst report that felt that our market cap should be more like 132 million, and uh, we're quite happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Represents a healthy double from where we are. We, uh, of course, it's worth noting that we have over 15 billion dollars US of gross metals in the ground, so we're trading well below one percent of the gross metal value, um, you know, possibly even 0.4 percent or something. So there's a lot of room to go up on that market cap, uh, even before we consider additional positive drill intercepts and expansion of resources and deals on non-core assets. Uh, we have about $3 million cash in the bank, and we have a further $16 million of in-the-money warrants and options. So we don't need to raise money at present. Um, we will be looking to work on the share price, get that up, consider what deals are on offer perhaps in the uh, second and third quarters of the year. In closing, what would you like to say to shareholders? Uh, It's our fourth year on the ground at Stillwater, and the more we look into this project, the more it delivers. It's it's just fantastic. This is well-mineralized ground. We own it 100%. It's famously productive. There's there's already 100 million ounces in the district just beside us, and we're in that same magmatic system, of course. 230 drill holes is not a lot across 61 square kilometers. There are, uh, it's wide open for expansion. We're making new discoveries all the time, and we feel we can add ounces and pounds here at low cost as we grow these these resources outwards. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, and we look forward to the year ahead and to announcing our biggest programs to date. Last question: What did I forget to ask? Well, I'd like to touch just quickly on our work in CO2 sequestration at. Uh, Stillwater. Um, this is, uh, it's known that some ultramafic rocks have a capacity to bind carbon dioxide. We have the right types of rocks at Stillwater, and we are now entering a phase two of study to look at uh, reaction rates and capacities and such. And this is all with the idea of pulling CO2 from the atmosphere and putting it into tailings and binding it permanently in the ground as part of a mining operation. That's something that's very exciting to us. That's mining not only providing the metals for the green revolution, but also being part of the solution by pulling carbon from the atmosphere and sequestering it in the ground. It may also pay under various tax credit um, systems as well, such as 45Q that's in in place in some parts of the U.S. Um, This is the future of mining, and we're excited to be part of that. Um, We're moving that work to phase two, and, uh, and we look forward to continuing that. Mr. Raleigh, for someone that wants to learn more about Group 
10 medals. Please share the website address. Oh, I'd be glad to. Uh, group10medals.com. That's G-R-O-U-P-T-E-N-M-E-T-A-L-S.com. Mr. Raleigh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Wishing you and Group 10 Medals the absolute best, sir. Well, thank you. You as well. Always good to chat. Yes, sir. Likewise. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.